be redeemed. Well, take your Bibles this this morning, this evening, whatever time it is, take your Bibles to Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5, I was... uh, Earlier this evening when I got to church, I opened my Bible up and I looked at my notes again and I, I went to look for Ephesians in chapter 5 and I had the book of Philippians and I thought someone took chapter 5 and there's only four chapters there. And I thought, I just looked at it, looked at it, what is going on, what happened here? And just, I guess, one of them senior moments. But Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, let's just read a few verses here. And let's go through verse number 5, 1 through 5. I'll read verse 1, join me on verse 2. Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. But I want you to notice verse number 2, and this is where we get the message. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God or sweet-smelling savor. Uh, the time of message is this, walk in love, walk in love, and uh, let's ask the Lord to help us now. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to be here tonight. We're, we're blessed by the fellowship that we have. We're blessed by the boys and girls singing tonight. They did such a good job, and I'm so proud as they learn their, the words and they sing it out. They're not ashamed to sing for you and uh, to stand up here tonight, and Lord, just continue to bless them on that. But Lord, tonight again, I pray you'll speak to us and help us to be the, the Christian we ought to be. We, we fail you so many times. We, uh, uh, we fall short so often. And uh, Lord, I pray tonight as we look at something that's very important, but you gave us a great example of. And uh, Lord, just speak to us tonight from this portion of Scripture, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I think we've all heard the song before, uh, sung that uh, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like him. And, you know, I would hope that that would be our desire. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I know kids sometimes, even when we were kids, uh, we used to say, I want to be like them. I remember back in the days in uh, basketball years ago with Michael Jordan, uh, kids were saying they wanted to be like Mike. And uh, they want to grow up and play basketball like him. And kids have said that about they want to be like their favorite football player or something like that. And and I understand that. And they know they're probably not going to be that. But uh, they want to grow up and, and, and do something. And I thought, would it be something if we would, as a Christian, from children and all, also as adults, that we would get to a place where we'd say this, you know, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Jesus. Amen. He said, well, I never could do that. Well, I think we can because the Lord shows us an example. Uh, I think about the Christians when they first got the name Christian. It's a neat story, I think. You know, they didn't just say, well, you know, what are we going to do? Let's, let's get a name for ourselves. That's not what they did. They didn't sit down and just say, hey, let's have a club and let's call us oh, Christians. No, people saw them. People watched them, and they saw the love that they had for Christ, and they were following him and doing like Jesus did, and they called them Christians. And I thought, boy, what a great thing that folks would look at us and say that. 
and uh, that and what the, what they were doing and I thought you know how how great that is and I think you know when it comes down to it every one of us ought to want to be like Christ and 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 and, and the thing is we can't be perfect like him but there's so much that we can be like him uh, that we would that people would say you're running people before and talk to them and you're like are you are you a Christian and you could tell and, and, and we ought to be able to tell you know I, I don't have a hard time telling a skunk do you I mean, it's easy because they stink. And, uh, I mean, most, most animals, I can pretty well tell you kind of what it is. I'd have to go to the kids to find out what some of the names of them are for them. But, uh, uh, but you know, our life ought to reflect us being followers of Christ, of people that, that love Christ. And uh, I think one of the vital par- part of both our following God and being like him is the aspect of walking in love. You know, I believe in hard preaching. But we've got to also have realized that the hard preaching needs to be backed by love. You say, preacher, why do you why do you preach hard about some things sometimes? Because I love folks. I uh, you know, as a pastor of a church, you know, you love your your folks. You, you, we're all family, you know, and and I think you know I, I I want that love. But I'm gonna preach hard to you sometimes. Sometimes I'm gonna uh, get there. You may think I'm stepping on your toes, but I'm aiming for your heart. And 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 the reason is that is because of because of love. And uh, we know that God is love. And uh, the Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 8, he that loveth knoweth not God. For uh, uh, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And uh, so we know the Lord is love. And, and that's what we're supposed to have. And if we're going to be a Christian, there's got to be that love in our lives. And, and uh, uh, we find something very important about that love in this verse, verse number two, and we walk in love. And he says this, as Christ. You know, I can have an idea of what love is, but it doesn't matter what I think. According to the word of God, I'm going to walk in love as Christ. In other words, how Jesus would. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I ask, to be like him, as the song says. But it says to walk in love as Christ also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. You know, I, I, thought, I thought about this. Isn't it amazing God loves us even the way we are? I mean, I look and I think, what God puts up with us? What God puts up with me? Maybe, maybe you're perfect, but I'm not. But what God puts up with me? And yet I fail him so many times that I, I'm not all that I should be all the time, and we're all in that same boat, and yet we find that God still loves us. Why, in fact, that God sent his son Jesus to die for us when we were yet sinners. Not when we were all polished up and we were saved and then he sent Jesus for us. That's not what happened. And it said, as Christ also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice. I thought that's interesting. When I think of the word sacrifice, that means it's going to cost something. And that's what the Lord did. But he started out that verse by saying, and walk in love, talking to us as Christ, following him. He's, a, he's the example for us. I thought about love motivated, motivated God to give his son for us sinners. I mean, it's something to think, why would God give his son to die for you and I? A bunch of lost people. You say, preacher, I'm not as bad as every other, every other people, and I'm sure we could all find someone worse than we are, but the fact of the matter is, if we sin one time, we sin many more than that, that, that God sent his son Jesus to die for us. Why did he do it? Love motivated him. 
You know, in our service for the Lord, one of the greatest things that will help us and help us keep doing God's service is be motivated by that love. I be motivated. I, you know, when I go soul winning, I always pray because it's, sometimes it's hard to love people who turn you down. It's hard to, to love that person who comes to the door and they don't want anything to do with you. And they, throw, they say, I don't want that track. And I'll be honest with you, some days I walk away from that and I, I have a bad heart about that. And I just have to stop and think, but that, that, that man just cussed me. That man who just threw that track back at me. That man who just ripped it up was somebody that God loves. And sent his son to die for. And I think God's love, it's that, 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 that love motivated God to give his son. Love motivated the life of Christ while he was on this earth. Our Savior shows us over and over what love is all about. He loves sinners. That's what he did. He loved sinners. He was here for us. He came unto his own. His own received him not, but he didn't go back to heaven because of that. He stayed here because he loved us. Because he was here to purchase salvation for us. And I think about it, it motivated him. He was a friend to, 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 I almost said Republicans and Democrats, but publicans and sinners. Well, the Democrats was the same as the sinners, I guess. But, uh, but uh, the, the Lord, it was, he was a friend to the publicans and sinners. Uh, and, and, and what did the Pharisees do? The Pharisees always said, man, look at him. He's, he's hanging out with those people. He didn't really hang out with them, but he was a friend of them. You know, we can, you know it's not wrong to say that person, they're my friend. But I don't hang with them. I don't, I don't run with them. But here's the thing. We ought to love them. Uh, you know, I think one of the greatest things we could do for our area is to love the people of our area. Amen. I don't agree with everything they do. I, I made a statement last week, I think, in a sermon. And I said, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, there, there are some men that, are, that, have, that have compromised, but I still love them. And that's hard because I hate compromise. But i got to realize that God still loves them. Even though they're wrong, I'm not making an excuse for it, but I know that God still loves them. And I believe the life of Christ was motivated by his love. I think that's what drew him and sent him through Samaria. He went through Samaria. Most people like him would have, would have, uh, uh, most people would have, would have went away and not gone through Samaria, but he went to Samaria. Why? Because there was a Samaritan woman there that needed to be saved. Jesus, why did you go to that place of Samaria? Why would you do that? And he goes, because there's a woman there that needs to be saved. Well, well, Lord, wait a minute. But she's not really a good woman. Lord said, I know. I know everything about her. Remember when he, when he talked to her? He said, I, I know this isn't your husband you're living with. And you've been married so many times. And, you know, the Lord knew everything about it, but he loved her. That wasn't an immoral love. Whenever you say that someone loves someone else, we have the, we're, such, we're so influenced by, by immorality today that we think it's something bad. It was not an immoral thing. He loved people. It's not wrong for us to love each other either and to even say it from time to time. Amen. But love motivated, motivated the Lord Jesus Christ. It was love that bound our Lord to the cross of Calvary. Why did he go to that cross? Because of his love for us. He knew what it meant by going to the cross. He knew his hands would be pierced. He went through the, the crown of thorns on his head, but yet he went through it all. Why? Because he loved you and I. I mean, we weren't born back then, but God knew it. You know, in God's infinite knowledge, he knew all about us. I'm sure the devil would say, why are you going to do this? Don't you know that people don't want anything to do with you? That, that those people, they curse you. They don't want anything. But remember again, I mentioned just a moment ago, he came unto his own and his own received him not, but he didn't go back. 
you made the way. I like that song, The Love of God. I looked in the songbook. It's not in the songbook, is it? I couldn't find it anywhere, and I'm thinking, what, is there a different, but I found it somewhere else. I found it online. Listen to the words. I, I won't sing it to you. But the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. He goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. When hoary times shall pass away and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall, when men who here refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, God's love so sure shall still endure, all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints and angels' song. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. I'm thankful for that love of God. I look at myself and I look at myself in that mirror and I realize I don't deserve a thing and yet to understand that God loves me. He cares about me. The Bible says, and I believe that, you know, that was the driving force of Calvary for Christ to, to die on that cross. But the Bible says in Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of our own poets have said, for we also his offspring the thought in that verse that really got me was this, for in him we live and move and have our being. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. Ephesians 3.17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. That's that grounding force, that love. 2 Corinthians 5.14, for the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. The Bible says here in this verse number two, again, did not say that we're to love as we walk. Because oftentimes we think that's it. As I walk, I need to love. But that's not what it, what it says here. Not as I walk through this world, but that love is to be that motivator of my walk. Does it make sense? I think it does. I'm not to walk in love as I walk. I'm to walk because I love. Does that make sense? This is getting clear, about as clear as mud probably, right? But the motivation why I walk, why do I do what I do? You know, it's kind of like this. I, why don't I do anything? Because I'm not motivated. If I would get motivated by God's love, I would do those things that would be pleasing to him. We have this idea that I'm only going to do what I can love or our people I can love. But God says, hey, you do let that love motivate. That's exactly what happened when Jesus came to this earth. Motivated. He didn't come to love us. Love motivated him to come for us. Our walks to be directed by love. Our thoughts are to be captivated by love. 
Our desires are to be directed by love. Our relationships are to be established upon love. And our service for the Lord Jesus Christ is to be rooted and grounded in that love. That love for Christ. I have a hard time loving some people sometimes, but when, I, when, I, when they cuss me and they don't have anything to do with me, and they hurt me, I, I, I sometimes have this, it's just like, how can I do this? But it's his love that motivates me, and then therefore I can do like what he did. What did he say? He says, look again, verse 2, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to who? To God. Wow. So as I walk that way I and and I have that love if uh, I, I can do like Christ is what what was it all about he gave himself as an offering and a sacrifice see preacher it might cost me if I love people it's an offering and a sacrifice but it's not about you it's about him it's about bringing glory to him that's what he's talking about a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor God doesn't ask us today to offer a sheep or a lamb. He doesn't doesn't say, bring an offering like that. What's the sweet-smelling offering? Remember in in the Old Testament, they would have the incense burning there at that altar there. That's not what God's looking for today. God's looking for that love that we have as a sacrifice to him, a sweet-smelling savor. I believe God doesn't go, you know, boy, we just wish they'd light some incense, God's saying, I just wish they'd love each other. They would love lost people. They would love, and we can get into all kinds of things about that. Remember what the great commandment is. Go to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter number 22. And go to verse number 36. they came to Jesus here now. Look at verse 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And you think about it. Boy, we can go on about a whole lot of commandments in the Bible, couldn't we? Look what he said. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now, here's the thing. He didn't stop there. But here's the thing, we can't do the next thing unless we do the first thing. First of all, we've got to have that love there that we love the Lord the most. And the second is, verse 39, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And of these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I look at this, and let's be honest, it's hard to do the second one, isn't it? You ever had a cranky neighbor? You ever have someone, their dog barks all night long? Yeah, or, you know, I, I mean, the kids come over and bust your windows out. Bible says, love your neighbor. And I'm like, I can't do that. But then if I stop and think about this, I've got to, first of all, do verse 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And then he says, then you can do this one. You know why I can't get, can't get, can't get along with those other people? Because I'm, not, I'm having trouble with the first one. Why can't, I, why can't I love that lost sinner out there? Why, why, why do I go, oh, fooey on them? I'm not even going to try to witness them. They've been mean to me. I'm not going to give them the gospel. 
It's because we have a problem with the first part. That first part will take care of everything in the Christian life. The first aspect of the fruit of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians 5.22 is love. 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about their charity, that brotherly love. That, that's the first thing that it says is the greatest of the gifts. And that love is more than just being courteous. It's more than just being civil. It's more than just having affection toward each other. It's what God's saying here is a offering and a sacrifice. Of not just being nice. You know, I could be nice to you and not love you. But if I love you, I will be nice to you. But I'll have trouble being nice to you if I don't love you. Isn't that true? It's amazing that this book has all the answers to our, our problems. He said, walk in love. It's that offering, that's that sacrifice to God. Now, here's the thing. It's not that we can't have that love because that love was given at salvation. Aren't you glad you're saved? You know, Seth said it about a few times this morning and then again tonight. And said about, isn't it good to be saved? I mean, you know, stop and think about how good it is to be saved. To know that your name is written down in heaven, how wonderful that is. And, uh, but, but here's the thing. When we got saved, we got eternal life, but we also got love. We got the ability to love. Because God is love. Amen. And so I, 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 I think, you know, that, that, that God gives, gives us that ability at that moment of salvation. In Romans 5, 5, it says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So how did that love get in me? It's shed abroad by the Holy Ghost. Well, when did we get the Holy Ghost? Well, we got saved, didn't we? The Holy Spirit came to live within us. So there came the capacity to be able to love. Because God spread that by the Holy Spirit, gave that to us. And so we can't say, well, I don't have love because if I'm saved, I have that love. I've got that love. I need that love to be seen and shared. I think love is one of the most visual signs of our salvation. Think about it. Love is one of the most visible signs of salvation. Now, you can walk around. You can put, put a fish on the back of your car. You know how they put those little fish, and they represent a Christian. I'm not too sure what, why, why they do that. I think I looked it up one time. But that's not, that's not how you can tell someone's a Christian. I've seen those little fish signs and seen people acting bad, too. What's the sign of our Christianity? It's our love. Because we got it when we got saved. Holy Spirit gave it to us, that love there. So that, that's given it salvation, and it's the most visual sign of salvation. And love is a sign of knowing God. 1 John 4, 8 says, I should give you one. Let me give you a verse for the most visual sign of salvation. By this, this is James 13, 35, uh, John 13, 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. This shall all men know. I'm his disciple if I have love one toward another. So if I don't love people, I'm saying I'm not a disciple. Right? You say, man, this love thing's pretty important. Well, of course it is. It's important for all of us. 
And then that love's a sign of knowing God. 1 John 4, 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Love's a sign of abiding in Christ. I'll give you a verse for that, 1 John 4, 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. So a love, us having love, is a sign of abiding in Christ. So as a Christian, we got that love at salvation, and we, we, we can share that love, and God can make us to the place where we can, can give that love, and, and that's what he said, and walk in love as Christ. He said, do it like I did it. He said, I'm your example. He said, well, I just want to love like other people do. No, 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 we ought to want to love like Jesus does. Sometimes. That's what we're supposed to do. Let me give you a couple things here tonight I believe God wants us to love. Number one is this, we're to love our Lord. Really, I, I can't figure out how we couldn't. We're to love our Lord. The Bible says, 1 Peter 1.8, Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom thou now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We're to love our Lord. It's mentioned 15 times directly and many times indirectly. To love our Lord. That's easy. When you stop and think. And yet I find people sometimes say, why does the Lord let this happen? Why did this happen? It's almost like, don't you, don't you know he loves you? Why not love him? Secondly, we're to love one another. That's mentioned 14 times directly in the word of God. I believe love is expressed in unity. So we're together, we're the same team. Love for each other. Why we've got? It, it, you know, the devil would like to steal that love away, but we we have that love that's given to us. But we're to love one another. The Bible says in Second Corinthians thirteen eleven. Breath, finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. I believe love is a, an expression of service. Love's an expression of service. Why do I serve the Lord? Why will, I, why will I do things for other people? I believe love is what compels us to do that. Let me give you a verse on that. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number, verse number 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. I think one of the, one of the words that a lot of Christians never get is this word about servant. We're always like, they need to serve me. Honestly, we listen to the world today, and they tell us differently. But I'm telling you the truth from the word of God. One of the greatest things we can be is a servant of the Lord. I find it a blessing. I, I, I remember a man years ago used to say, I don't like that. I said, why not? He says, I'm not a servant. He says, I'm a child of the king. You know, I am a child of the king. But my father wants me to serve him. And I don't have a problem because he is my heavenly father. I don't mind being called a servant because I find this. There's joy in serving. Really, there is. I, now you say, but you know, serving sometimes is work. <gasps> it is, isn't it? Serving is work sometimes. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were getting the... Uh, sweetheart banquet together and, and oh my it just it takes a lot it really does and 
the older I get, the slower I work. And uh, uh, but uh, I, uh, my wife and I, we were we were busy getting everything there and just, uh, getting all the decorations. And sometimes, you know, folks say, "Well, why do you need all that?" And 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 but but I look at it this. I look at it like this. It's a joy to be able to serve, so everybody we can have a nice time that evening. And then thank the Lord. When we were done, everybody stayed behind and helped clean it all up. I love your service. I love my service, but, I love, but, it, but we find out something. And I believe this, too. I believe everybody stayed behind to help, found out, you know, what a blessing it is to be able to do this. It was a blessing doing everything to get ready. You know, it's a blessing. I, I, I see the ladies in your cleaning. And, and I, I, I've, I've heard several of them sing while they're cleaning. I have to leave the church when that happens. But, uh, but they, they, they sing. Uh, sometimes my wife has uh, uh, earplugs in. She's listening to a song, and she's just singing along. I'm like, what in the world? And then I go, Pam, you have to yell at her because you got those earplugs in. I, you know, I've, I've had it before. I've, I've seen them. I've heard them singing. And you know, you know what it is? It's a joy to serve the Lord. It's a joy to serve him. Love is an expression of service. Love's an expression of purity. Now, that sounds strange, but listen to this, 1 Peter 1.22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. So if I love folks with a pure heart fervently, I'm not going to love you because you love me. I'm going to love you because I'm walking in love as Christ has. He came in his own, his own received him not, but he still loved them. He still died for them. Even though they were, didn't want anything to do with him, he still loved them. Love is expressed in forgiveness. First Peter 3, 8, Finally be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. And I know a lot of us are very pitiful. That's not what it means there, being like that kind of pitiful, but this, of understanding other people. You ever know sometimes folks are having a bad day? Do you ever have one of those? You're having a bad day and you're kind of grumpy, you know, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, you have a bad day. Yeah, some of those times, those, some of those times happen there. And sometimes, you know, we're just not what we should be. But you know what? Love is expressed in, in forgiveness. Being pitiful, saying, you know what, I'm going to have pity on somebody. Yeah, I, I had a thing in the bulletin for several weeks, and I did it on purpose. You may have thought, well, why did he do this again? He must have forgot. It must have been a senior moment. No, it wasn't. I left it in there on purpose. And it was that statement that my preacher used to always say, be good to everybody because everybody's having a rough time. It's true. You know, the, I know this. There are folks who come to our church with a smile on their face are going through a rough time all week long. You know what they need? They need me to be good to them. They need me to love them. And sometimes I may say, hey, how you doing? I go, I'm okay. You say, was that me? Well, if you're thinking it was, it probably was. But I know sometimes people have a rough day. God says, you know what? Even if they don't give it back to you, you still love them. When the rough times come, be willing to forgive. I sure am glad God was willing to forgive us. I'm glad I didn't have to say, please, God, please, please forgive me, save me, please, oh, please, God, please, please. I didn't have, I just had to say, Lord, I know you're my Savior. I know you died on the cross for me. Forgive me my sins and come into my heart. And he said, I will. What a great God that would do that. Oh, by the way, we're to walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. That's what we're supposed to do. We're to love our neighbor 
That's mentioned 10 times directly, and it's called the royal law. I ran across the verse, James 2.8, if ye fulfill the royal law. Boy, that sounds pretty important, doesn't it? If ye fulfill the royal law, he said this, according to the scriptures, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, and as thyself ye do well. So you think, okay, who's my neighbor? It's a guy living over there and the guy living over there and maybe someone in front of me, behind me. You know who our neighbor is? Are you ready for this? Our neighbor is this. Anybody and everybody is our neighbor. I get this. As well as the saved ones and the lost ones. They're our neighbors. Now, I'm not too thrilled with some of the neighbors we may have. But the Lord said, we're to love thy, thy neighbor, love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. You know, everybody in our neighborhoods, I don't know, those people love people. Those, those folks have love. What motivates us to do it? What's that love of Christ? Now, if I do it so I might get his love, no, that's not what it's about. What motivates me is to love. So I do it because I love him. We're to love something else. I said we're to love our Lord. We're to love one another. We're to love our neighbor. And then the last thing, we're to love our church. No, it's not the last thing. Sorry. You're to love your preacher when he lies. <laughs> but we're to love our church. I guess we're going to have to add another one now. Love your preacher. We're to love our church. Psalms 84 verses 1 and 2 says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. We're to love church. You say, preacher, how can I love church? Several ways, attending it. Just being here. You know, when, 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 when we were dating, my wife and I, not you and I, my wife and I, when we were dating, uh, you, you, you know what? I wanted to be with her. And every time that her daddy would let me take her out and we'd have a date, I was going to do that. I wanted always to be with her. Even today, uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll do some things. If I've, uh, I'll go to visit somebody and uh, I'll call her up and I'll say, honey, I said, I'm about to go see, uh, let's say, Detweilers. I'm going to go see the Detweilers. I said, uh, would you like to go along with me? And she says, oh, yes. I mean, you could understand that. Be with me. And so she says, oh, yes. And so she says, give me a few minutes to get ready. And boy, she gets ready real fast. And sometimes I'll meet her up at the, by the Burger King there and park at the, in the parking lot. And sometimes, and, and, and that's not a good thing because sometimes there's the senior moment when we go home and go, oh, the car. And uh, so, but, uh, but sometimes I'll, I'll drive all the way home and, and, and pick her up. You know why? Because I love her. I like being with her. You know what? I, I love my church. I love coming in this place, but I love it more when you're here. I really do. That's what makes the church. I watch those little kids up here singing. <laughs> I look at them and I'm thinking, you know what? I just think I'm going to adopt them all. Few of them boys, I might send them back to you, moms and dads, for a few days here and there. But I, I, I just, I look at them. I think, man, I just, I just, I'd love to adopt them all. 
Church is special. We're to attend it. We're to pray for it. We're to support it. Ushers, if you'll come, we'll take an offering right now. And we're to serve in it. We're a great place to serve in it. I was thinking, Dave, we were out souling there yesterday. And, uh, and uh, I was thinking, Dave, and I, I, I was, when I went home, and I thought, how good it is to go with another fella and serve together. You know, him and I, we were freezing yesterday. We were two little babies, I'm telling you. And I, we pulled out of that one house. It was freezing cold. And I told him, I said, Dave, drive slow. He goes, well, the house is right down. I said, drive slow. And he started driving fast again. I said, Dave, slow down. I want to stay in that heated seat as long as I could. I had left the house yesterday thinking it wasn't so bad. I didn't wear my electric uh, vest that's heated. And I thought, I, my wife said, aren't you going to wear that? I go, no, I don't need it. Oh, I whined and cried. I said, if it's 75 degrees next Saturday, I'm still wearing it just in case. But I thought, what a blessing to serve together. To serve, we come to church and we attend, we pray, we support, we serve in it. And then the last thing, I promise you, this is the last one. We're to love our family. Thank the Lord for families. You know how good it is. I mean, it's, it's, I, that's one of the things I missed so much when I moved away. Tom, my wife's niece's husband, I sent him a, a copy of the video that you all made for me uh, on the anniversary. And I sent it to him. And Tom's been here several times. He was even, were they ever down at the old building? I think they were. They were even down at the old building there before. And, uh, and he wrote back a real nice note and said, you know, congratulations. And he said this. He said, uh, and he's not, he's, he's not a real church-going guy and really talk like this usually. But he said, he said this. He said, uh, I'm so glad that I'm able to be a part of the family. And he says, glad you're all here. And he said this to me. He said, because I watched you and I thought, he left his friends and his family to come to Pennsylvania. Now, now, don't feel pity for me. Because I got the greatest friends and family when I came here. Oh, there was a few of those crazy uncles along the way. But you know what? I found this, that in serving him... How wonderful it is. And, and honestly, one of the things I did miss when I moved here was my family. I had, I had three brothers. You know, I, I missed them. I missed my mom and dad. And, uh, I mean, we were married, and we had our own place out there, you know, for, what, two years? Wow. And, 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 but still, it was like, you know, my family it was so far away. How much we love our families, and now we have a church family. Oh, yeah, the Lord bless us. We came here to Pennsylvania. We figured we might as well make our own family. As we had five kids, we're only planning on having two, but we wanted more family. That means more Christmas presents. Didn't think about it for them then, but now I'm expecting them now. Amen. But thank the Lord for family. Thank the Lord for your husbands, ladies. Thank the Lord for your wife, fellas. Kids, thank God for your mom and dad. Kids, do you don't understand how wonderful it is that you got a mom and dad that brought you to church tonight? 
and have you in a service like this. Have you under the preaching of God's word. What did he say? He told us to, to love. He says, he says, and walk in love as Christ. Young fellows, that means God wants you to walk in love as Jesus did. Not, not me like me, but like Jesus did. Because sometimes I have trouble loving other people, but Jesus loves us all the time, doesn't he? We're to love our family. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives. Four times it mentions that. Then he says, wives, love your husbands. He only said it one time. I'm not going to understand that one. You do. <laughs> Quiet woman. But God commands us to love each other, doesn't he? So I just can't, do you understand what she's like? Probably. But the thing is, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I'm going to have to have, would you guys help me out? Get, get a piece of paper and write a, a laugh. And then when I say something funny, hold it up so everybody knows to laugh at that, all right? The Bible also says, tells us to love our children. Well, they're not perfect. They're just like us. But we love them. I don't think we have a hard time with that. And then children, you're to love your mom and dad. The Bible says you're to honor and obey. And what would cause a child to honor and obey their parents? They love them. What a great thing that love is. You know, I'm going to preach hard stuff. I'm going to preach on, about hell, and I'm going to thunder out and stomp and, and snort and all those things, you know, about some things from time to time. But I ran across this. He said, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, hath given himself. You see, love's not going to be selfish. Love's going to give itself as an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Would we pass the sniff test tonight? Amen. A sweet-smelling savor. I almost want to say, Lord, what do you think? Take a whiff of Heritage Baptist Church. Is there a sweet-smelling savor? Oh, there should be. And there can be. And I believe there is. If we'll do what God said, walk in love as Christ. As Christ also hath loved us. What a great example. And what a great thing love is. He loved you so much he died on the cross. If you're here tonight and you're not sure you're saved, you can call upon Christ and be saved. But tonight, let's just ask God, help me to be the Christian I ought to be. To love others like I should. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. Lord, I believe there is such a thing as the hate life of a Christian. Lord, we realize, we look to the Word of God, we find there's things that you hate. We preached on that not long ago. But Father, there also needs to be that love life too. And we have a great example of it in you, dear Lord. Dear God, you loved us so much you gave your Son for us. How sad it is sometimes we say we love you, but we won't give two minutes to you. Father, help us to learn a lesson tonight. Learn it well. May folks, when they see us, may they call us Christians because we remind them of Jesus. Not because we have the, it written on our shirt or on our car. 
but that's truly what beams from us because of that love. That love that you've given us the ability to have and to share from the very start when we got saved. Thank you for it. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. Maybe you're here tonight and say, Preacher, don't know that I'm saved. I'll tell you this, God still loves you. He wants to save you. I've had people before say, well, I'm just too bad to get saved. No, you're not. God loves you so much. He died for the most, most vile people in all the world. God can save you tonight. If you're not sure of salvation, you come in just a moment. We're going to have an invitation. You come and let us know. We'll show you in the Bible how to be saved. The Christians tonight, how's your love? You say, well, I just have trouble with it. Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll let the Lord walk in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that, can, that love can be there. Yeah, it can. Father, bless and speak to us now in the invitation. I pray that, pe- Lord, that we would be the people you're proud of, you're pleased with tonight. We'll be a people that will love each other, love our families, love our church, love those that are not saved. And Lord, most of all, may we go out of here more in love with thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.